Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back again to the podcast. This is the Longkang Kiddies podcast and we'll be talking a lot about Singaporean affairs, Singaporean issues and this episode in particular. Okay, so the last episode we talked a lot about sex, right? Sex dolls and all that stuff. But you know, I'm not, I haven't had enough of talking about sex. I'm sex crazed. So let's, <laughs> let's uh, talk a little bit about sex education in Singapore, which is a pertinent topic on, you know, they've been discussing offline, right? Angie, you want to talk about the article that inspired you to, to get on this? Yeah, so uh, on the 18th of June this year, uh, Straits Times published this article called More Young People in Singapore Get Sexual Infections. And um, after seven years of decline, recent figures show that there has been an increase in adolescents getting diagnosed with sexually transmitted disease. Hmm. And um, this is quite interesting for me, especially because the latest figures show that 421 boys and girls aged 10 to 19 contracted an STI uh, through sex and sexual intercourse, uh, which is up 8% from last year. This is quite concerning for me. It's not because uh, young people are clueless about protection, but many simply just choose not to use condoms, mm. right? So one, one of the things uh, they also mentioned is that chlamydia is by far the most common infection with gonorrhea as a second one. Mm. And then, you know, genital warts is the third. And... A lot of them don't use condoms because some of them feel pressured to engage in unprotected sex. So mm. possibly, you know, maybe the guy mm. is like, oh no, it doesn't feel as good, you know, mm. and the girls are like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. which happens a lot, like, you know. Mm. Uh, and the other reason they gave was the belief that they are too young to get sexual infection, hence the risky behavior. Mm. So they don't know that they only think that, oh, SDI is something that I can get at a certain age. I don't know where the hell I don't know where the hell they get this uh, kind of info from. It sounds reckless so, and stupid. So we yeah. adults get it. <laughs> exactly. And I, <laughs> very very common of youth nowadays, reckless so, and stupid. And the worst thing a lot of these teens uh, discover their infection only when they d- visit a doctor after getting pregnant from mm. unprotected sex. So they have STIs, they're pregnant, and because they don't have a lot of sexual information and knowledge, uh, what happens is that they are not uh, protecting themselves uh, during their pregnancy, you know, like having sex with multiple people without condoms. What should we be doing about this? Should we be doing anything about this? Do you guys know anything about the state of sexual education in schools as of now? Like, what do they teach kids? Like, abstain totally or knowledge, 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 knowledge? Ministry of Education Singapore's Introduction to Sexuality Education in Schools. Can you just, like, uh, uh, you wanna sum- summarize it? Summarize it. Okay, so basically, instead of calling it sexual education, they're calling it sexuality education. So, one of the things that they are teaching the kids is to make wise, responsible and informed decisions, right? By giving them appropriate knowledge on human sexuality and the consequences of sexual activity. Okay. Alright? The other thing is to build healthy, rewarding relationships by teaching them self-awareness, managing thoughts, feelings, behavior, having empathy for others, effective communication, blah, 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 moral compass. Um, so, they need to love and respect themselves, build positive relationships, uh, Practice abstinence before marriage. As ah, it is okay. the yeah. best protection against yeah. sexually best transmitted course of infection. action for teenagers. Mm-hmm. Abstinence. Yes. So I don't think that um, there are actually many sexual educations in Singapore that teach kids what sex is uh, besides 
the you know penis entering vagina if right. they even do that uh, right. i mean in any case they'll learn that in biology if they take biology but not everyone takes biology so i don't know if they are actually imparting knowledge about sex and what they should be doing uh to protect themselves when they are having sex the the question i always go back to why is can the government really solve this i mean if we're talking about public schools uh, is this something that I want the government stepping into? And also, just as a side note, uh, abstinence is the the best way to not contract STD. Uh. Yeah, we know that. We yeah. all know that. So, because you, you, you say that with a, with, a, with a tinge of contempt in your voice. Uh, and then of course, Dan was just like, Oh, yes! I caught your contempt. <laughs> Microaggression. <laughs> Teaching abstinence does not stop people from having sex. Or does not stop teenagers from having sex And since they are having sex anyways Should we be teaching them how to have it safely And properly The, the argument always seems to be Do you uh, talk a lot more about abstinence Or do you talk a lot more about protection Yeah Right It's either one or the other Because you can't say I feel like those two should be equally um, talked okay. about Okay you know, The values that come with abstinence okay. That I totally agree with um, Mostly uh, you know, the fact that you should love yourself, you should not be pressured into having sex if you're not ready for sex, uh, you know, like building healthy relationships, blah, 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 you know, but on top of that, if you want to have sex after achieving all these things, then this is how you should be having sex, which which then comes in the sexual education. Right, the problem right now is that they don't talk about both, right? Yeah. They either talk about one, the argument is either one or the other. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that... um that is a little bit concerning for me is that a lot of these uh, people who go into public schools to talk about sex ed or sexuality ed are people who are religiously affiliated. So, um, you know, Singapore is not a religious society. We are generally quite secular, you know, in most of our policies. And I don't like the idea of having people who are religious going into schools, teaching things um, such as abstinence or like no no abortion blah 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 to the kids uh, or no birth control for that matter mm. to our kids yeah mm. I think overall right what I mean I, I don't sound like a broken record uh, but <laughs> we really just shouldn't have the government step in or like the the public schools I, in my opinion right have no position in in, all, in any of this like why is the public school taking steps to educate young people about the perils of sex, for example. This is a... Of course, there's a very straightforward answer, which is the government has a interest, a vested interest in the public health of its citizens, correct? Mm-hmm. But no matter what they do, right, they're going to catch some flag for, for, for whatever it is that they... they whatever uh, policy they implement, right? If they go... Abstinence only then after the of course the, the liberal among us, including myself, will say, you know, this is a terrible idea. Like what? I, yeah, You're yeah. a liberal? Well I think I classical think, liberal. I think abstinent only classes are a fucking terrible idea. No make no make no doubt about that, okay? But having said that, right, if let's say for example I'm the head of a religious family or let's say I'm part of a religious family or whatever, I would not want my child to be in a class right where they are taught it's okay to have sex as long as you put a condom on like that that goes against my values mm-hmm. and i think that my values should be 
should be taken into account okay. So if let's say For example you have Some other dude That is saying Oh yeah you don't put the condom on No Don't put the condom on Don't even have sex That's that's my point Like this is, These are my values And you should respect my values So you think that The onus of sexual education or Sexuality ed- education uh, As per MOE Is solely On the, on the parents of, I think it's On society at large It's always this yeah, if we don't tell them, things might get worse. But if we do tell them, things will definitely get worse. Like we, to be frank, we we don't really know hundred percent for sure. But at some point, right, we have to draw a line somewhere. And my line, right, is still yeah, yeah, yeah. line, 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 line. <laughs> okay, is, 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 is it possible that we can find a compromise? I think in this no, case, okay. it might be possible, you know, because right now what is going on is they are teaching abstinence till marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's possible that we can is do it, it with a caveat, or is it like? Uh, I have no idea. Okay, I actually yeah, am not sure where I, the line is. Actually, drawn. when when I when I had my so called sex ad right, they were they were telling us about the usage of condoms and all these sort of things. Yes, but at the you end, remember? But, yeah, I, I didn't yeah. have it. I didn't have it either. Yeah. I only I got my. S- they they yeah. told me they like first they start off with <laughs> masturbation. This is in se- Singapore. Yeah, in Singapore. Oh, how come in, you get in this, secondary this, uh, school? Yeah, yeah. I wow. was in uh, when, when, secondary school when I was uh, oh, thirteen years Years, years. Huh. Years, which years? Uh, fuck. Nineteen ninety six or nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, I think the nineties. Yeah, you guys? No, I didn't get it. The only thing I knew about sex, right? I mean, officially from yeah. school channels, is during biology lessons, and everyone were like, "What?" We were just anticipating chapter twenty two because yes. it was sex. <laughs> yes. And then we were like, "Oh, sexual sex. reproduction." Right. And then, then the like, teacher yeah. is just like, oh, "Okay, we're gonna skip this." Yeah. They no, they didn't. It. They didn't skip it oh, because it was it. testable. But okay. it was a very dry thing. Like it was just like talking about your. They talk about XY, plants first, right? Yeah, they talk XY, about plants first, yeah. and then like chromosomes and blah blah blah. It's interesting right. because um, bef- we I didn't get uh I have I did sec- uh, biology in, in secondary school <laughs> yeah. as well, but I did get uh I did get. A little bit of sex education, but it was not so much sex education. Sex education. It's more of trying to scare you into not having sex. You know, right, they right. show you all the pictures right. of all the different STIs. Right. You know, like, yeah, you you, you want to have sex? Oh, this is what I you're gonna remember. get. You want to have sex? This is what you're gonna get. That's really unhealthy, man. That is really unhealthy. Our, so our, our educators. Okay, were, so yeah. question to all of you: uh, Where should the kids get their sex education from? As per what Dan says, I think there's, there, there should be a compromise over here. I agree with John in a sense, the school shouldn't be responsible for teaching all these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, or rather, the pressure shouldn't be on the government uh, or on the school system to teach this kind of things in a lot of detail because a lot of it is uh, still very personal. Uh, still, we are kind of still a conservative society in Singapore. So my thinking is the school can use it as a launch point and then they need to really bring in the parents to engage them. If a parents, if the uh, the family's uh, values are not as per what the school is going to teach or what the, the, the syllabus, the national syllabus is about, then they need to bring in the parents to, you know, get them to be more open about talking about sex and sex yeah, education. Maybe the school should have a little debate between a, a conservative parent and a liberal parent and well, have them argue no, I, I don't think. I don't uh, think that's... Why not? No, why not? No, 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 I think that's great. So that, so that the students will have an idea of what society wants, the general, you know, viewpoints of different members of the society. I would say that, you know, if they're in their A-level, 17, 18 years old, I think, yes. But beyond, before that, I, I don't know if they get all these things that people but are trying to But their kids as young as 10 years old who are getting STIs. Yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand. So that's why we need to start bringing the parents as early as possible. And parents need to understand that they need to talk to their kids about this kind of things before 
the children get into puberty. The school should, should send each student back for homework. Go and talk to your parents about yes. sex and then write an essay about yeah. they, they, I, <laughs> The other thing that I am also concerned about leaving it up to the parents is that many parents uh, in Asia particularly, we don't have a system where, you know, talking about sex is very open. It's very it taboo. Is, it's very society. taboo. And many parents don't even know very much about sex. Like, if they don't know the breakdown of the body. And sometimes they might have very difficult attitudes on sex, you know. And uh, some of them might put in their own sort of biases uh, into teaching these sorts of things. Not many people uh, understand safe sex. They, many people don't know about STDs. Many people don't know all these things related to sex, sexuality. Yeah, the most important STD is pregnancy. <laughs> you say this now, sir. You say this now, sir. When your kid comes out, uh, then I'll, call, kid, I'll call your kid an STD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might, I might just call my kid chlamydia. Aww. Oh, fucking terrible, so. <laughs> Chlamydia, too. <Yeah. laughs> then she will write. I feel very sad for her. Buzzfeed post. <laughs> Millennials of Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> my, my father gave me a name. Aww, Jerry, you're, you're so terrible. I don't think there's a middle ground, but rather, I, not a compromise, but rather there is a, there is a point where you can invigorate discussion, and I, I'm not sure where the discussion will go. But having people talk about it is better than sweeping it under the rug. And the more you don't talk about it, the more teenagers are going to just try to learn things on their own and then disappear oh, from... Oh, I just want to bring up this video from um, the Health Promotion Board. Okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. it's a video on... Can I, can I try to describe it to audiences? Yes, please. So basically, camera cuts to a medium shot of a lady, a young lady in school uniform doing her homework. She's drawing a graph. She's upset and she rubs away the graph. She draws it again. She rubs it away again. She, she draws it again and she rubs it away again. She draws it again because she didn't draw the right graph. And she's increasingly frustrated. Tears stream down her eyes. And then a shot looks at a close-up of her hand and then it cuts to, to a shot of her holding a pregnancy kit. And you see that she is actually pregnant. And then afterwards, fades to black. You see the supers. Some mistakes cannot be erased. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's uh, she was holding onto an eraser and then it fades to a pregnancy test kit. Content aside, the video is uh, well, well shot in a cine- cinematography manner. <laughs> <laughs> it was very dramatic for sure. Yes. <laughs> the paper tore. Yeah, so, anyways, back to the topic. Yeah, but, but that's, that's, I think that's the point I'm trying to make is at that point in time, you don't really know what's going on and you will start experimenting. And... Uh, from my own experience and from what I've heard from teachers who are teaching in secondary schools now, the, they are kind of starting at around the same age that I experience, my, myself experience, uh, uh, interest in the opposite gender. So perhaps even before that age, you know, the, the, if, if we're, we're talking about sex education, it should start coming in. And again, I'm... Same, same thing, I, we, should, we should start thinking about how to get parents in. You'll notice a pattern that with me, every time I talk about all these sort of things, right, is okay, you have, at some point, right, really, it's just personal responsibility. You cannot always have some external party, right, coming in and trying to fix the problem. When young people have sex, right, they have sex. It's just like any other thing that, any other stupid shit that they do. You know, like, including skating down, hopping on a skateboard and going downhill, for example. Okay, or jumping in front of cars, jumping in front of trains, jumping off buildings. All this stupid shit that they do, right? At some point, we cannot have our hands in their life at all the time. Like, it, it will just create new sets of problems, in my opinion. 
I have no data to back this up, but I feel like it will create new sets of problems. Hey, uh, John, I think that don't know. Then perso- you, you personal responsibility. Yeah, so personal responsibility. Yeah, you see, in regards to, day, in regards to personal responsibility, you need to equip people with the skills in order to have personal responsibility. No, I disagree. Okay, okay so a kid, right, when it's when he first comes, it's not much different, right, in terms of a cat and a dog, because it, it doesn't have that sense of self awareness, it doesn't have that sentience, and it doesn't have the knowledge that we we have developed in order to make and develop this sense of personal responsibility. Right, so it is up to us. I think it's we have at least a little bit of responsibility no, to equip children with these this knowledge. So it's on him. It's really on him no, because but, he knows. Okay, hang on a second. Right, how about we 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 just tell an experience in our own school, right, in regards to this topic, which is sexual education. You could talk about the workshops that came in. You could talk about the people who talked to you about it in school. You could talk about what your parents have told you about it or what you learned from your friends in regards to sexual experiences when you were a young boy. So we just go one round and then maybe. Our audiences will understand where all of us are coming from. Young boy and girl, and girl. Yes, I mean, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Dan, for excluding me. Hey, I see you as a bro, Angie. So, for mine, it's really boring because I, I remember in school, and I'm and and the reason why what Angie, you know, you you guys have been talking about resonated with me simply because I didn't get this uh, sexual education when I was in school. Uh, I I'm pretty sure I attended. You know, all my secondary school days, I wasn't absent on the time where th- these workshops would happen. They they just ignored it entirely. I I never got the. I think the girls got it. Basically, what happened was that the the principal what? announced that all girls stay back. You know, and we kind of saw the period new. Talk it could be a period talk, but we didn't get any talk. I didn't get any talk at you all. Guys don't get period. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but but we could have been substituted with other things. Mm. When we get to the the. The part in, in in the textbook which talks about sexual reproduction, the teacher literally skipped it. Literally skipped it. Yeah, she was like, "I'm not gonna talk about this. I'm uncomfortable talking about this. If you guys want to know, read up on your own and find out." And that was the what? end of it. That was the end of it. Was what? this biology class or? This was was not biology. It's not pure bio. Maybe oh, okay. yeah, bio didn't get to skip it. But I distinctly remember it was in secondary two when I was fourteen years huh. old. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. I did have a sexual intercourse scaring session. I think several. Uh, when it was it was in secondary one, um, I'm pretty sure it's not an MOE thing. It was a school that actually did it. Uh, some teachers put together a slideshow for us, so they showed us all the worst STI images they found <laughs> at that point in time. I don't know where they got oh, it. Pinky, pinky there was no internet images. during during you know the age mm. of dinosaurs when I was mm. alive. So they got slides, right? yeah, they got slides from somewhere from science textbooks or you know they went to public libraries to find. So. Uh, they did. They did a lot of scaring. Um, I don't really remember if they said abstinence was the way. Uh, maybe I was too young to understand what that word meant. But interest, interesting thing is, uh, during my biology class, our bio teacher actually took aside during the during the sexual reproduction uh, okay. chapter. She actually took time to explain to us that whatever you see in porn is fake. Oh, that's very well nice. Done. Yeah, well done. That was that was. But she, she did she did take time out to explain and she did say that you know you don't actually need a very big penis to uh, pleasure a woman. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Wow. Yeah, she she actually uh, said you know she she gave us uh, measurements on you know this is this is roughly how uh, on average how deep the uh, uh, the vagina vagina is. is and how big do you think you know uh, a vagina can take. Right, it's like she oh, she she knows what kind of movies we we've seen, right? What kind of uh, I uh, like this woman porn we've seen. Wow. So she's saying that you know all those big you know big penis uh, white dudes that you see, usually it doesn't happen. And she did take time out to explain. Well so done. that was that was I would say the most positive uh, sex ad 
education class that we I have, va- which is not even a sex ed class. I vaguely remember this report about this JC boy who killed himself over his tiny dick. Yeah, yeah he committed yeah, suicide, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's a big thing with guys, yeah. Really, Small yeah. thing with wow. guys. <laughs> <laughs> On a side note, right, um, recently read this book about big data and the number one insecurity for men, right, is the size of their penis and the number one insecurity for women, right, is the smell of their vagina. Oh yeah, interesting. interesting. I would see why. Yeah. And uh, and here, here's the part that I don't know how people are going to react to it, but <laughs> the for women, they don't care about the size of the penis for their partners. But for men, they care about the odor of the vaginas or for their partners. <laughs> so but I like, can kind of understand yeah. because, like, the size does not create discomfort unless it's too big. If it's too small, you just don't feel anything, uh. Um, but if there's a older, right, then it creates sneaker, sneaker. reactions. <laughs> you tell. And oh, I uh, actually, and I think the worst thing about having a vagina is the fact that you you can't see it. You know, like unless you really, you know, make an effort and put a mirror, and so you don't know what the fuck is going down there, and unless you really make an effort. So like with with the penis, right? If there's anything wrong with it, you can probably see it, right? Like if you grow some cauliflower, (laughs) like (laughs) growth or like stuff, right? You can see it, but for the vagina, you you can't see it. So Mm. a lot of times, it's about like you know uh, if there's an itch, Mm. is how the smell and the and Mm. the thing with the hormonal fluctuations that Mm. females go through every month. Uh, for most of us anyways uh, Is the fact that You know It would just Smell different At different times of the month mm. Basically I did have the Sex at The class uh, But I don't remember much of it In fact I don't even Specifically remember I only remember They talk about masturbation They talk about hmm. Abstinence They talk about condoms But like in between It's all blurred out But I did have one class With one of my English teacher. Where she recount her experience as a as an ex-nurse once uh, she had this eight-year-old girl came in for an abortion. What? Yeah, and then the and she was just given like a half-day MC, and then she she was just she was just let let off, and then like nobody nobody questioned her, nobody stopped her or anything like that. So she came in on her own. Yeah, she came in on what? her own. That moment really kind of scarred me, not Why? because of the the conversation per se, but more about like there would be. Eight years that could get pregnant. Like it, it was quite difficult for my young mind to wrap up. Like, How old were you then? I think maybe I was like fourteen or fifteen. Wow. Yeah, but at the same time, I think it was quite sobering for me as well. Like to know that such things did went on in the world. So it it became one of those things where definitely lo- the loss of innocence are definitely. What What are some of the things that you wished your parents or your teachers or? Or people, you know, your older friends would have teach taught you about, you know, uh, about sex or sexual relationships that you know you wish that they had told you about. I think it would have been that rape could occur on a very non-violent way. Uh, I think yeah, like when when I was younger, um, so there was there was some, you know, those old TV TV eight. Oh yeah, drama. There's, there's, there's always some, a rape. In there's the, always some rape scene in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And usually, yeah, or usually it's some sort of violence scene, like, so. like with a re- involving <laughs> a man and a woman. Mm. So for me, it was like quite ingrained in my mind that rape was always violent. Like it was always some sort of. Um, I mean, it's, it is violence towards women. Uh, don't get me wrong, but it's, that it was always physical violence. That it was always something that 
requires a some level of manhandling or woman handling, pushing and shoving and punching and all these sort of things. But that rape could occur either through drugs or through pressure or through um, coercion. Like all those type of rapes are apparently they are more common than the violent types. Mm-hmm. And having known that, I think when I was like maybe age 16 or 17, I think that was quite, that was also quite a wake up call for me. Yeah. I think the idea of sex came into my mind when like it was I think it was in primary school mm-hmm. so like uh, the boys were telling us like hey let's do this you know go home and ask your parents how you came about so we went back and then like I asked my dad and then my dad was like go and ask your mom and then your mom was like go and ask your dad so I was like so yeah so I, I caught them both one at the same place like in their bedroom like I said so can you please both tell me how then of course my dad was like oh you know you are picked up from the dustbin and then my mom then like on a separate day my dad was like oh you know you are like Sun Wukong you came from the rock and then I kind of believed that for a while <laughs> um, school wise I don't remember any particular um, classes besides the period thing yeah and also like bio class that's pretty much about it lah there has always been a lot of uh, a lot of uh, rumors flying around that hey, which JC uh, slut shaming uh, Which JC, yeah, which JC got a lot of abortions? Which JC got a lot, you know? And and to a certain extent, it's it's almost like fuck, man. It's like not your fucking business, right? <laughs> it it's one of those it's one of those things that I I guess we we want to be more open. That's why we are talking about it in this mm. episode. But at the same time, it's still kind of taboo because it's ingrained in us. Mm. Shall we, shall we end this off with uh, one of a simple hypothetical? So all of you are parents now, right? You are now lying in bed with your wife, you know, mm-hmm. of a couple of... Uh, your wife of 10 years, you know? And then you're like, you know, surfing your... And she's husband, like glaring husband, angry, husband, angry. <laughs> Right? And then your kid comes into the room and it's like, Pa, ma, eh, uh, how, how, how did I come about? Uh? All, all the people... Uh, the teacher asked me to go back ask my parent... Uh, with, with this thing uh, how, how I come about uh, your, your kid is also a bit retarded uh, that's why he's talking like that <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be very sad no I'm just joking I'm just joking about retarded part okay so now what do you say to your kid well, okay or, or what creative methods can you think about to, to explain to him clearly and succinctly the act of sex and sexual reproduction if let's say you desire to do so or will you deflect it with humour like Angie's dad just be like you know um Mommy and daddy love each other a lot and we we would have something called sex uh. we would I would put my pee pee in her pee pee <laughs> <laughs> or whatever whatever colloquial language we are using at that point okay, to describe okay. genitals we know this we, we do have sex and and we after sex you know we we decided to have a child uh. we, we decided to keep the child and and here you are. You mean after sex, you can decide whether you want to keep me? So you decide you want to keep me? What happens if you decide you don't want to keep me? Yeah, but okay, we didn't okay, decide okay, that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, no. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Probably. Okay, Angie, what about you? Um, I think I would go into a more clinical approach about it and not be like when mommy and daddy love each other kind of thing. I would be like, okay, so these are what you have. So what you have is uh, either penis or vagina. And what happens during sex is 
you know, you put your penis in the vagina and then, you know, the penis releases semen and, you know, there's a thing called the egg inside the blah 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 and I think I would go uh, that way. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, of course, la, like, and, like, probably I would help with, like, drawings. La, you yes, know? Yeah, I would, yeah, I would I draw, waiting for you to say that. Yeah, yeah I would actually. draw and then yeah. show it to the kid and I think, um, yeah, I would just explain it very clinically. Or, hmm. Like, I mean, scientifically la, and I wouldn't use, like, PP or... Um, Give me the wrong... So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the other thing is also because um, I have a lot of... Inter- I interact a lot with young kids and mm. you would be surprised at what they can... Um, understand because just recently I was talking to my godson and he's very interested in anatomy and so and I uh, mm. so uh, we on on the MRT I was talking to him about how the human body works for mm. example how you masticate and it goes down your esophagus and mm. how it goes down and be digested mm. and then I was talking to him about the heart and the functions of the mm. aorta and mm. how it pumps you know like how, how the p- blood pumps oxygen and you know the, the carbon nice. dioxide and nice. stuff and then I was showing him, you know, like conjoined twins, like mm. photos of that, and this girl with a heart outside of her rib cage, things mm. like that. And he was really fascinated. And mm. I think, like, you know, kids are very. If you don't make it into something that is um, very taboo or very strange, like you talk about it very hesitantly, mm. right? Uh, and they, they do pick that up from you. If you talk to them very openly about such things, I think generally they'll be fine. Yeah, I don't want my kid, if I ever have a kid, I should <laughs> To have any, um, I, like Would you talk about how sex is pleasurable? Yeah, I would talk about how sex can be pleasurable mm-hmm. And also how, um, you know, uh, sex should ideally happen in situations where you care for your partner Blah, blah, blah mm-hmm. And also how, you know, sex can be unpleasurable mm-hmm. May I go next, sir? I think what I'll do is that if I get a I get a kid, I'll get one of those I'll go to Epigram yes. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the, all those children's oh, books that, that explain the act of sex I saw one before, it was quite cool uh, The author drew these very complex machines To represent the, the, the penis and the vagina Yeah. And, and they are all like, like in gears and in metal components And then they are like little people Like, you know, like moving the, the giant penis Like they move the giant horse of Troy <laughs> And then they move I saw it into. Book. Oh, you know I what I'm talking that, about, right? Yes. It's, it's quite cool. I think I would have already have that book at home, probably. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, okay. There, you know, with an iPad. Uh, <laughs> if if there's a situation, then what I would do is I would load up an episode of this very very old animation called Once Upon a Time Life. Oh, right. This right. very very old animation. I think it's a uh, it's a French animation, and it was uh, translated into many many languages. Mm. And it talks about the human. I mean, the the information may be a little bit outdated because this is from the seventies or eighties. And uh, they they do talk about the entire spectrum of uh, human body, all the way from cells to reproductive organs. Mm. So I would probably uh, go through with uh, the the child, with my child, if I do have one. Uh, the, this this episode about reproductive uh, organs, the re- reproduction, human reproduction, and uh, you know anything that is outdated, I will fill in later on. Mm-hmm. Will any of you tell your child right about how uh, the negative aspects of how, like for example, sex can be used to exploit, can be used to uh... depending on the age. Mm, okay, yeah. depending on the context also. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's... usually these kind of questions are brought up. As in when it happens, right? Yeah, yeah. Context. Under, under some situation. Yeah. Uh, usually yeah. some sort of pressure that forces the situation. If the kid it just came come in to you like, Mommy, where did I come from? And then you're like, here is the <laughs> how people exploit <laughs> you know, other people using sex. It is a bit strange, right? <laughs> yeah. But if they 
if Human example, trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if, for example, like we see a news report or something, and the then the, and the kid is there, I'll be like, okay, yeah, this things happen, and I don't, I really right. don't believe in shielding kids unnecessarily, la. I believe that kids have a far stronger um, sense of the world, and they have a, you know, they have a lot of resilience if you bring them up to have resilience. Okay, that's great. That's great. Okay, we uh, thank you for your answers, guys. Uh, audiences, please uh, put your answers down below as well. Uh, tell us if you agree with us or disagree with us. Um, we'd be very, very, very happy to hear what you have to say about sex. Uh, okay, okay, cool. Go, let me quickly um, end it off. Shall we end it off with a, with a, with a harmony? Again, please, let's do one more harmony, please. I just love to do harmonies. Sure. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is how sure. we'll end it with a harmony, okay? okay? I will say, sex, and you go, sex, okay. sex, sex. Then after, sex, same time, okay? okay. Ready? One, two, three, okay? Sex. Sex. Why are you off-tune? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always off-tune. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm off-tune. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night. <laughs>